Green Bay Packers. I like them. Yeah. They're good. I don't know if I do right They're now. They're a quality, quality way to spend my Sundays. <laughs> and it's a quality thing to record a podcast about, especially if the podcast were happen to be called Cheeseheads in Chicagoland, the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. I'm Mike Fleischman. That's Matt Mellon-Setter. Hey. We are coming to you from the beautiful Loop Studios of Radio DePaul Sports. It is Monday. You're probably hearing this on Tuesday, unless I get this out really late tonight, which is still a very distinct possibility. You will still probably listen to it on Tuesday. Yes, I'm a very, <laughs> very busy boy right now, so I pretty much have to get it out tonight. Um, it's work. Yeah, I've, I've got work to do, you man. Got work to do, man. I've got work to do. Hey, Matt, speaking of work, have you ever been, like, straight up, legit, day of infraction fired? No, I haven't. Okay. I've never been fired. Oh, neat. Yeah, no. <laughs> I've always quit on my own terms. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, if, if, can you imagine, can you imagine a list of, of scenarios or a kind of thing that you'd need to do to get fired? And, and I have, I have been fired. I've yeah. kind of walked into the job and been told like, no, actually you are very, very bad yeah. at this job and you should leave. So that, is, that has occurred in my life. And okay. It happened both times because I didn't give a single flying F <laughs> yeah, you didn't about care. the actual job and everybody on earth knew it. And why am I discussing this in this particular context today? Because we are talking about the Arizona Cardinals defeating the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field by a score of 20 to 17 in a performance that resulted in... In a performance for the ages. In I a think. Mike Fleischman style <laughs> termination yeah. of Mike McCarthy. Uh, the writing has been on the wall for this for a little while. And you know, normally, normally we're going to start just recapping the game after our little setup here, which we will do. Yeah. But just off the top, I wanted to. Um, we were, we were realizing this last week yeah. as we saw this team. We were realizing it going like there is something deeply, deeply wrong. With this squad, this was a game that could have solved all those problems, or at least solved about sixty percent of them for the time being. Yeah, you know, this could have been a nice little band aid game. In that, as long as you're not discussing mathematically eliminated from play- playoff contention, then you've still got Aaron Rodgers under center, and you can go out and try to get into the postseason and do something. But this team. Refused to put the Band-Aid on. Yeah, no. This should have been like the Bills game. Yep. Where the Green Bay Packers come in and beat the team they're playing 22-0, 35-0, to 42-7. This should have been a gimme blowout game where the Packers are saying, hey, we're not done yet. You see the 3% for playoff chances. We're going to fight every inch that we have to make it into the postseason. And instead, what we saw was a Green Bay Packers team that looked ill-prepared, that looked disinterested, that looked uh, three steps slow, and that was so injured that they were not worth even playing football. Yeah, there, there are, of course, the injuries are bare mentioning because this isn't a healthy team. No. It's a very injured team, but all the same. Like, there's a difference between, like... We've, like, we've seen Green Bay Packers teams come in We've the last five years for the Green Bay Packers have been injury riddled seasons, mm-hmm. and we've regardless seen teams with much less talent than this team has currently go to NFC Championship. Have games. a little heart, yeah. Have a little heart, and 
put some passion into the games. In 2016, the run-the-table season, I mean, what we saw was perhaps the greatest stretch of quarterbacking ever by Aaron Rodgers. But people like Ladarius Gunter stepping up and being all right on defense. Yeah. And, and a defense that's, regardless of having backups like Eddie Pleasant and Ibrahim uh, Campbell on the field, still, like, putting in passion. In 2016, it was it was Ladarius Gunter and Demarius Randall and Quentin Rollins and guys that are not, for the most part, on football fields anymore, putting in the passion to make a playoff run. This team, being in a very similar position, just kind of folded against the worst team in the NFL. Do you remember back in the, the last victory for the Packers, which was the Dolphins... Okay. Yeah. That was. I was going to yeah, ask. Was when? Last, when was that? That was the last a victory. Year ago? Yes. It was approximately last century. <laughs> and <clears throat> I said something to the effect of, you know, the Dolphins aren't the Buffalo Bills, yeah. defending that the Green Bay had achieved a victory over a team that was not just flaming garbage. The Cardinals are just are flaming garbage. The Buffalo Bills. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills might be better than the Arizona. Cardinals. Yeah, and a head-to-head matchup. The my read on the Cardinals is that they are highly inconsistent. They remind me a lot of the Bears of two years ago. Sure. In that Rosen is clearly a, a project. Yeah. Their their head coach right now is is not and you know watch me just do this is is not the uh, is not the Bears head coach yeah, right I'm now. Nagy. Yeah, Nagy. Nagy made some adjustments. Yeah, Nagy's over the got a little, started the year yeah. slow and has made some adjustments. Steve Wilkes is not. Steve Wilkes came in wanting to run a team that was like smash mouth football. Same with and had Mike McCoy as his offensive coordinator, a guy who hadn't changed his playbook in twelve years, and the team's just kind of flamed out. Bringing in Byron Leftwich and forcing him to stick with McCoy's playbook has kind of done a little bit for them, and they've shown a little bit of life since then. But this team is still. Just terrible. Yeah, that that and, bears that bears repeating. In that, if you if you look at this if you look at this game, and we will break it down to the, as much as we care to. But go to the box score first. Um, the Arizona Cardinals put up twenty points on an eleven of twenty six for one hundred and forty nine yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Performance from Josh Rosen. Yeah, it, it in in Rosen's a. A promising young rookie quarterback, a guy who made a few plays in this game yep. that looked like the plays of an NFL quarterback. But uh, Josh Rosen coming into the NFL, this is the worst situation for Josh Rosen as a quarterback. Is yeah, his line is made out of oh, string cheese and paper. His line is made out of string cheese and paper, and he's not the kind of guy that is going to shimmy away from pressure nope. and be able to be mobile and make plays with his feet. The type of quarterback Josh Rosen is is somebody who needs a strong line, and so. Josh Rosen's playing in a bad situation with a running game that is determined to push David Johnson up the middle every rush. I mean, we saw David Johnson go 20 carries for 69 yards. It's not a... See also the offensive See line also, is currently made out of chewing gum. Made out of, <laughs> it's made of bazooka bubblegum. Yeah. Grape-flavored bazooka. Um, and it, it was it's a terrible Arizona Cardinal team that's playing to the complete opposite of their strengths. Their current point. best wide receiver is Christian Kirk. Sure, yeah. Who, I don't know who that is. He was a early round draft pick. He might have been a first rounder, uh maybe a second rounder, I guess. I don't remember. A slot receiver, good guy. I think I'd ask him you. That was Courtland. Yeah, Larry, Larry, Larry Kirk Fitzgerald has, yeah. has stayed around to sort of usher in a a uh, the new era of Cardinals football to, from away from the Arians and yeah, that era of uh of football that Carson Palmer Mm-hmm. era where they were able to to get some stuff done. Yeah. 
just as an aside, how how awesome is Larry Fitzgerald? He's great. He's um, so good. My dad once met him, saw him in an airport, and asked him, how, how you doing, Larry? And he said, it hurts, man, it hurts. And that was the only <laughs> thing he said. My dad said, all right, Larry, you have a good day. <laughs> that's, that's really... Yeah. So that's, that's really something. That's our Larry thing. He's still really good at football. Yeah, he's fantastic. I saw a stat the other day. Larry Fitzgerald has more career tackles than he does uh, drop passes. Sure. I love it. Um, thing about thing about Fitzgerald is that how rare is it to have a player with that long of a career who the hype on him before he came into the league was, oh, this guy's an immediate star. Yeah. He came into the league, became an immediate star. Yep. Was, an, was a star. Stayed a star. For his entire career. <laughs> and is now trying his best to be sort of a coach, mentor, and leader on the field yeah. to the worst team in the NFL where the only reason that he has to stick around, because it hurts, man, Yeah, is is that, that loyalty and drive. So um, how about Larry Fitzgerald? That's really something. All right. Um, this game. Let's talk about everything but the Packers. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about everything but the Packers. This game, Mellum Setter, and this is how I could tell this was going to be awesome. Yeah. This game started yeah. with a series of six punts. Woo! Woo! Three Woo! punts for Woo! Green Bay. Three punts for the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not recapping any of those drives. Don't. But, uh, it's not worth it. Green Bay gained a total of 52 yards on those first three drives. Didn't get past midfield. Green Bay finally does get the touchdown. And it's uh, it's Mr. Devontae Adams pulling in that touchdown pass. Um, if you want a reminder that there are good things going on with the Packers right now, despite everything, Devontae Adams in this game. Yeah, Devontae Adams. Should remind you. That, out of this world. Yeah. He did some things in this game that if... If the rest of the team had showed his level, not his level of talent, but his level of tenacity of and preparation, in interest in in willingness to be fully mentally and physically yeah. engaged in the game, this would have been a different outcome. There's a chip on Devontae Adams' shoulder every single week mm-hmm. that he will not let you forget about. And for Devontae Adams, the matchup is he gets to go against maybe the best cornerback in football. One of the best cornerbacks in football, Patrick Peterson, on every single down for this yep. whole game. And Devontae Adams comes in going, I know I'm going to win my personal battle. And what the rest of this team did is not give a shit about winning their personal battles. Yep. And, Jesus, this this catch from uh, from Adams, just one of the, the better moments of, of the season Yeah, for the Packers. And we saw him do it twice with uh, with, with some foot positioning. Yeah. But where he came down in the end zone, he didn't. And, you know, Peterson immediately after this play is like, challenge it. He's out of bounds. And you look at it. Had he been the smallest. Three centimeters to the left, to the right, I guess. He was out of bounds. Yeah. One centimeter to the left. There's like one tuft of green turf between where his foot was. One pinky finger's worth of. And the back of the end zone. It was, it was one of the most perfect catches I've ever seen. Um. Arizona immediately responds with a a, not, a really nice drive. With a really good drive, the the best best drive of the first half for them. They had a they had some things go right in the second half as well. Uh, Dean Lowry picked up a penalty to start the drive. Um, Josh Jackson picked up a penalty on a first and ten to uh, to move things closer and end up with uh, with an Edmonds run up the middle for a touchdown. It was a that play was actually reversed, and then Edmonds got it later. Good. Um, 
this was an this was a drive where the Cardinals showed you how it is they can actually be successful. Edmonds mm-hmm. ran some good uh, good good runs, and they were powerful on that drive. They were yeah. pretty composed. Green Bay gets a field goal on their next drive. This is still this is still the the Aaron Jones show. Like things yeah. are still. Things Looking are, like the right game plan. Ten to seven going into halftime. Rogers it's... Rogers hit some checkdowns quicker. Yeah. In the first half than I'd seen him hit checkdowns in about mm-hmm. four or five weeks. Yeah. He seemed willing to throw down. Um he was looking for Jimmy Graham over the middle. Devontae yeah. Adams caught a quick slant yeah. to get the touchdown drive started. We we asked last week when was the last time you saw Devontae Adams quick slant? It was yesterday. It was yesterday now. <laughs> so Crosby hits a thirty two yard field goal and that ends the half. The uh, the second half of this game, because it wanted to try and outdo the first half of this game, it's 10-7 Green Bay at this point, begins with four consecutive punts. A, uh, let's see, that's nine. Nine plus eight is 17. 17 plus 14 is 31. So 31 yards of offense on the first four combined Great. series. Arizona gets a field goal. On a 61-yard drive. Makes it 10-10. Makes it 10-10. Green Bay, this is where you respond. This is where like a good team responds against a bad team. When the good team is at home, uh, Green Bay sends Jamal Williams out for a th- that running back for a three and out. So Jamal Williams up the middle for a yard. Aaron Rodgers passes it to Valdez Scantling. He gets eight, third, and one. What do you run? No huddle. Shotgun. shotgun. Well, you've got the right running back out there. Yep. Not the right formation. But not the right formation and not the right play call. Because they they call the typical, everyone's favorite, the pitch to the strong side. The strong side zone pitch. On third and one with Jamal Williams, who loses a yard. At that point, I died. Yeah. That was at the point in which this game murdered me. I, I, I became a corpse. I didn't know what to do. I uh, I thought we were done with the shotgun pitches two years ago. We had kind of not seen them all year. And I was like, oh, man. That was the single. Did Mike finally get rid of that? Like Is that three, finally gone? Three weeks in a row now, we've hit on like one play. And for two weeks in a row, it was first and goal from your own one. What do you run? Yeah. Or, yeah, not first and goal. Or first and ten from your own one. Yeah. Thank you. Um, today it's third and one at the 34 when the game is tied and you need a response at home. What do you run? To save your season. Yeah. It's not a pitch to your power. You run back. a shotgun pitch to a guy who doesn't have the speed to get the edge. Yeah. To a, I, a guy who, who needs to be going up the middle for this. This He's not an yeah. edge guy. Like you, you finally, you know, the last two were like, take Aaron Jones out of game. Put Jamal Williams in game. Yeah, run Jamal Williams straight ahead. Um, we we we're glad that you got that note. We're really glad that you picked yeah. up on maybe some substitution, some situational substitutions. Really mad that you messed up the entire context of this situation. Compliment sandwich, really. Yeah, is what's happening yeah. here. So J.K. Scott has to punt, which is just fantastic. The game is tied at that point. You have to send your defense, which at this point is down to sticks back out onto the field, and immediately it's a four-play, 65-yard drive. 
for a touchdown by the Cardinals, set up by a Josh Rosen scramble for 33 yards, which that was a great play by Josh yeah. Rosen. That was finally some awareness in the field. He's got, you know, everyone is covering downfield. Everyone is sort of desperate. No one's staying home against Rosen because Rosen doesn't run. Uh-uh. And he's, then he he's ran. He's doing all he can to yeah, stay Yeah, he saw it and ran. And that's the thing about even these, like, not mobile quarterbacks, which Rosen is definitely in that mold. Like, when in their first three or four years, like, they're still athletes. Yeah. yeah they're He's still they quick. still They still know how to sprint. Yeah. It's just that they're not good at it. Yeah. So, Rosen is able to get get that going. Immediate next play. And, yep. Immediate next play. 29-yard for Chase Edmonds off the right guard. Um, yep. And it just, it looked like the exact same thing of, like, no one was paying attention slash wanted to tackle. Yeah, that just went, went through them. They were gashed on the last play at that point. Also, like the offensive line has been, they haven't been on the field very much. You know, it's been punt, yeah. punt, 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 punt. Uh, and then all of a sudden they come out and they're facing a defensive line for Green Bay that just has to chase Josh Rosen for a play. Yeah. And they don't have guys to rotate in because the defensive line of the Packers is just gone. Yeah. Like, just disappeared. The guys have gone away. And they've all left. Yeah. They've all gone. And Chase Edmonds finishes off with a, uh, his second <laughs> touchdown of, of the game. Yeah. Arizona 17-10. Green Bay gets it back. Again, season's on the line. You're down a touchdown at home. Uh, the third quarter is ending, and uh, you send Jamal Williams out. Yeah. To uh, try and uh, run off right tackle. You pick up a, a first down on a little Valdez-Scantling screen, and then Aaron Rodgers uh, misses Kumaro, throws a off-target uh dump out to the flat pitch to uh to Williams that Williams cannot gather in and, and run properly so he loses a yard finally a deep pass to Cobb is called back on a penalty on Spriggs yep because the right half of the line gets yeah because uh, Im- explodes or implodes uh, at the beginning of the game so Jason Spriggs playing Jason Justin McRae and Jason Spriggs playing a lot of snaps at right guard and right tackle yeah that's never good when that nope. happens never good we still we still you know we talked about McRae he is he is a replacement level lineman he acquitted himself pretty well in this game Spriggs is not nope Spriggs is not an NFL quality lineman no he's he's he has been a project and. Yeah, he's seeing uh, he's seeing time, and like you've put the time into the project, but the results aren't aren't coming out. So, um, you know, that's that's what it is. Yeah, you, know, you weren't supposed to, you weren't planning on starting him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, like the fact that oh, you know, your backup tackle isn't very good. Welcome sure. to every team in yeah. the league sure. situation right now. Um, but yeah, um, penalty on Spriggs brings it back. Third and twenty-one. Aaron Rodgers misses. Yep. And misses deep. We see him miss in in this third and fourth quarter. He misses short. He misses deep. He misses everything. And uh, J.K. Scott, fifty-five yard booming punt. Somehow, and this was a uh, a punt that the return that the uh, the Cardinals did not try to return. They let it bounce. Somehow, Crawford still gets called for a for a penalty <laughs> on that. And uh, so they move him back five yards. J.K. Scott unleashes a fifty-seven yard punt. In response to that, hey, J.K. Scott's really good. He's got a good leg. He's yeah, good. he is. He's, he's really good. come through at the end of this, uh, uh, this this year. So at that point, it's still seventeen ten in favor of the favor of the Cardinals. The Cardinals are a very bad team, so they get four total yards of offense. Yeah, two. Uh, yeah, four plays two and yards. have to punt. Or, yeah, pardon me, two total yards of offense. I gave him too much credit. I gave him two yeah. yards too much credit. <laughs> and uh, then their punter. 
puts a 65-yard boot back to the Green Bay 5. And Green Bay has their longest drive of the year. Yep. And uh, Green Bay responds with the, the season on the line. And this is uh, this is the point at which you try to beat the one of the worst teams in the league. Maybe at the home worst team when you're vying for yeah. a playoff position. in your weather in yep. snowy weather that Josh Rosen has said I've never played in this before. Yep. So a rookie quarterback and a young bad team playing in weather conditions they're not used to, but you, the Green Bay Packers, are very used to. And this drive had adversity. Yeah, and they were able to overcome it. Aaron Rodgers, a little short pass to Aaron Jones, then incomplete to Devontae Adams on a pass that he just missed. Yep. Rodgers then goes short to Devontae Adams again. Devontae Adams gets 11 yards because he's very good. Because he makes three people miss. On the next play, this is is the moment where I was like, oh, heck, things are going wrong. I was was wrong. They were going to go wrong later. But uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling catches a pass and has nothing but blockers in front of him. Yeah. Takes off. Flashes the acceleration and then just trips. Yep. yep. So it could have been could have been six. It was twenty one yards. They got into Cardinals territory at least. Jake Kumaro picks up a first down. Welcome to the NFL, Jake Kumaro. Yeah, it was a nice play. Uh, he has not shaved route. or cut his hair since nope. we last saw him in the preseason. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> Football season ended for me, so I did shave. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm fresh faced again. I'm as fresh faced as I get. Yeah. Which is like the two guard. It's a little fuzz. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let it come back in. Good. I don't, I don't roll without the beard for very long. I'm talking about my beard. Uh, <clears throat> another pass to Devontae Adams, another first down at the 30. And then Devontae Adams does the impossible again on second seven. Yeah. Just Rogers wings a pass out to him. The pass is not good. Yeah. It's mostly out of bounds, but Adams. Puts his feet down right at the border and stretches out for it. Uh, Devontae Adams remains absolutely amazing. He said before this game uh, that he was the top five receiver in the NFL. I think he's. I think he's absolutely right. He's top three. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think Devontae Adams is undersold by everyone. Devontae Adams is on pace for the best wide receiver season in Green Bay history. The team that he's on right now hasn't been good since he has been there. Has been there. Basically, yeah. Which is which is the problem with it. Yeah. He's he's so good. He's so good. Um so first and goal at the 8 Aaron Jones crazily enough runs in for a touchdown on just one of those like Aaron Jones slips through everyone yeah. and then like accelerates within the space of a yard and a half and gets in the end zone. It's weird how that guy's really good. He's really good. It's strange. How, uh, how Aaron Jones is really good. Um, so now, now you're back to tied again. Now you have to send the, send the rem- remnants of your defense out onto the field. And uh, Arizona gets 50 yards, gets what they need for a... What does this say? 44-yard yard field, field goal, goal from Zane Gonzalez. Their second string kicker. Yeah. Dane Gonzalez. Uh, he already been cut himself, by the Browns. Yeah, might have earned himself a contract. Yeah. So nice kick. Off-season. Nice kick in bad weather. In pressure. Under pressure. Under pressure in bad weather. Yeah, playing for for nothing. And <clears throat> a couple of things about this drive. Um, We were introduced on this drive to Eddie Pleasant. Yeah, Eddie Pleasant. Uh, been around the NFL for a little bit. Uh, played with the uh, Texans, Houston Texans for a while. Safety. Number 39 on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, been in the NFL since 2012. Yep. 
Uh, dropped an interception. Yep, it was, and third and 23 at the Arizona 12. This is what allowed this drive to happen. Eddie Pleasant somehow ends up covering Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Hi. Um, uh, Packers coaching staff, Mike Fleischman, Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. I do this every week. It's, yeah. it's my bit. I'm, I enjoy doing it a lot. You should not, for the record, have Eddie Pleasant, who was signed on the 28th of November, <laughs> guarding a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. When the game is on the line and your season's on the line. Yeah, it's almost like matchups matter. Yeah. You have several guys who would be a better pick. One of them being Jair Alexander, one of the best young cornerbacks in the league. Yeah. That would be, I don't know if the best pick, because you also have Tremont Williams, who, like Larry Fitzgerald, is has, old and slow. Is old and slow. Yeah. But crafty. Yeah. You have you have Tremont Williams. You have Josh Jackson, who's really rusty, but a good player. Yeah. Just a guy who's just not quite up to speed yet. A guy who's going to put his all into it. You have guys who were like on the team and have been in the defense the entire year for more than four days who know how to communicate <laughs> with the other players on the defense. But instead, yeah, instead, they ended up with a matchup of Larry Fitzgerald guarded by Eddie Pleasant. Yeah. Now, now, Eddie Pleasant, if you're listening to Cheeseheads in Chicagoland, one, you know, good, good morning, uh, two. It's not, not, your, your fault. not your fault, man. It's not your fault, You're man. You're fine. You're, we're not mad at you. Yeah. No, you've made one hell you, of a career. You, like me, are aware of the world. Yeah. <laughs> In which you were signed by the Packers and put onto the active roster four days previous and then ended up in a clutch situation giving up a deep pass to Larry Fitzgerald. Weird how that works out. Um, so that's Maybe that's the coaching insane. staff It's not putting you in a position to succeed. That's absolutely insane. David Johnson runs after that. And yeah, this is just a matter of, uh, of Johnson being a power runner and being able to get those timeouts. Yeah. And this game could have gone worse for the Packers had it not been for third and three at the Green Bay 26. I don't know. It couldn't have actually gone worse for the Packers. They they lost. But um yeah, uh, right. Jair makes a great play. Yeah. Jair Alexander makes it. Yeah, an, they went to Larry uh, Larry Fitzgerald again and uh strangely enough, Jair Alexander busts it up. Yes, yeah. a heck of a play. Uh a game-saving play that I said at the time. Um yeah, should have been. Should have been. Uh puts Zane Gonzalez, a not very good kicker in a difficult position, a pressure situation in bad weather with 20 mile per hour winds with a 44-yarder to go, a guy who's missed 20 yarders to win games, knocks through yeah. a 44-yarder to win. Dude, to dude hit it like lead. it was warm-ups in a dome. And typically, a minute and 41 seconds left. No for, timeouts. No timeouts for Aaron Rodgers. One, one timeout. One timeout. Pretty good yep. situation to be in. Pretty much a Yeah, lock. pretty decent. Put it on ice. Uh, nah. Not in this weather. Nope. Mason Crosby, and this is a... Uh, this is a drive where I'm going to complain about Aaron Rodgers when we come back from the break. Sure. That's the thing that's going to happen today, just for you know foreshadowing. But he does this because he's really good. When I complain about the guy, it's with full full realization that 
you give him a minute 41 and one timeout, and he's going to set up a situation where you can tie or win the game. Yeah. It's what he does. Yeah. Jimmy Graham for five, incomplete to Valdez-Scantling, incomplete to Valdez-Scantling. He missed both of those. That sucked. But then fourth and five. Run a little slant yeah. to Jimmy Graham up the middle. Seven Jimmy yards. Graham up the middle. And then Jimmy the, Graham's got nice hands. Yeah, he does. Jimmy Graham has been... Even with a broken thumb. Even with a broken thumb. Jimmy Graham's yeah, on pace. Good. Was on pace before the broken thumb for like 850 yards. Like and a, this is, a nice season. And He's, this is like good clock management and that there's little chunks, but they're still... Devontae Adams gets seven. Robert Tanyan gets five. Uh, missed one to Adams. Then Rodgers scrambles for 11. Yep. Fastest he's looked all season, which is to say slow. Yeah. Uh, incomplete to Graham. And then right up the middle to Randall Cobb to the 40 for nine yards. Forces our forces Green Bay's last time out. Nine seconds left. Yeah, and that gets him to the 31. And that's uh, after one bomb to the end zone, which I thought was dangerous. But yeah. also, like, yeah, we probably need it. Because... Um, Crosby at 49 and that weather is not automatic Mm-mm. anymore. Yeah. And it, it never was. No, not automatic. And it's a situation where that's probably your only play. Yep. Is it's probably too risky to put it anywhere but the end zone. Um, I, I, you wouldn't want to ever bet on the right side of this line holding up. Um, if And if you run short routes and they're not there, you're just burning time. So three seconds left, fourth and one at the Arizona 31. Crosby misses a 49-yard field goal. Wide right, um, it's just just sort of the final moment of this game. After that miss, you saw Crosby gesture sort of downwards yeah. at J.K. Scott, and I thought for a moment, like, was there a problem with the the hold? I think they went back. Is there to a the... problem with the snap? Yeah, uh, it didn't. And on on the replay, you see the snap kind of come in too close to J.K. Scott's body. Yeah, and he just like snaps it down and does the quickest turn. Yeah, and the ball is. Laces out, stable and not moving. Yeah, when Crosby fine. makes contact with it, so, so I don't, I don't know what that conversation was exactly, but J.K. Scott, hey, he's also a good holder because the Packers, with their new long snapper Hunter Bradley, have had a just a few like off snaps. Yeah, a and, few, a few, a, a few kinks. In yeah. the armor. And a Scott's been pretty impeccable yeah. on, on dealing with that, whether it's snaps coming in back to his punting formation where it's not quite where he wants it. Yeah. He just rolls with it. So I, I don't know what that was exactly. Probably just a season's worth of frustration from Crosby. Yeah. In in that point. But that's the game. Twenty to seventeen. That's the season. Because um no playoffs yep. are are coming. This team is It's uh, not even worth it. This team is not even nope. worth a playoff berth. This no. team does not deserve it. Absolutely not. No. It no, doesn't they, matter if, if there was still a 50% chance after this, this team doesn't. No, they're done. Let somebody else get in. They're 4-7-1. and seven and one. They are 1-5 and five oh, shit. in the last six weeks. They uh, still have not won on the road. <laughs> that was now, their first home loss yeah. of the season. It's been a road season so far, but uh, the Cardinals are, are the, the worst team. Cardinals uh, the, are terrible. The Bills and Cardinals are just... I, they're they're just in a rebuilding phase. It's not their year. This was supposed to be the the easy stretch of the season, and and Green Bay just like showed up and and laid an egg on it. And it's uh it's really tough to to watch it. It's still fun to do a podcast. I mean, I am I sort of was yelling at the TV a little bit towards yeah. the end of this. This is the one, especially during the uh, the Eddie Pleasant on Larry Fitzgerald situation. 
that's when I, that's when I realized that like, there's just not enough preparation happening on this team. And like, that's, that's the moment where that it first entered my mind of like, McCarthy doesn't survive this game no, because, because that's the worst team in the league. And their quarterback went 11 to 26 and throw a touchdown pass, put up 20 points on you at home. And yeah, just could not, could not get it done. And Jamal Williams, like taking pitches on third and one, like this kind of stuff what is, is that? I'm, I don't know. I don't know a high school coach that I worked with all season that would manage their personnel worse. Yeah. Then, then that was done. It, 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 it shocks me that we're this far into the year and it's still an issue of like, who do you have out on the field? You, and what you are can you doing to make them good? You can substitute. Yeah. You you can, and if you can't substitute, if Aaron Jones is hurt or something like that, and you can't, you don't have a third running back to go to. Put it, put Jamal Williams in a situation where he can succeed. Yep, he's not going to be successful on a pitch where you're expecting him to hit the edge. I want to, I want to take a break because I want us to to both take a little bit of a deep breath. But I want us to keep talking about particularly how Green Bay has managed the running game this year when we come back yeah. from the break. Yeah. Because I think that like if we kind of clear everything off the desk and start from scratch that we can have a good good conversation yeah. about it. So we're gonna take a little bit of a break. Um wanna let you know before we go to the break, we're Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Follow us on Twitter at Cheesecagoland. I'm on Twitter at MP Fleischman. He's on Twitter at Mellum Setter. We have a Facebook group. It's called Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Um thank you so much for listening to this podcast and supporting us by listening to this podcast. That's all you got to do to support us. We've, we are, we are still enjoying doing this podcast. <laughs> um, Regardless of anything that happens on the field yeah. or any way that we might sound disappointed, yes. we are still uh, very much having a lot of fun. Yeah, this. this has been good time. So uh, thank you for being a part of what we do here at Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. We're going to be right back to continue yelling. Heads in Chicagoland, the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. I'm Fleischman. That's Melum Setter. Hi. Radio to Paul uh, Studios here in the loop. Christmas time is it coming. I'm not going to talk about Christmas. No. I want to go right back to uh, to how Mike McCarthy done lost his job because he done lost his job. He done lost his job. He done should have lost that job a few years ago, but he done lost that job now. Yep. I was still, I realized I was still evaluating McCarthy essentially based on the 2016 and 2015 seasons in mm-hmm. which he was able to will some pretty good situations out of a team that was decimated by injuries and running on fumes. Yeah. I didn't count last year. Last year was the Brett Hundley era. Brett Hundley sucks. Brett Hundley bad. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't care. Yeah. I thought, I thought for sure if you put Aaron Rodgers back under center that, and also drafted some talent, which they did. Yeah. That this team would, would, retool itself and to me like the failure of leadership with McCarthy is so absurd because he had it at one point yeah 
there was there was accountability on this team. It was a place that players wanted to be. And it was a system in which even great players became better under his leadership. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to, you know, your 53rd man on the roster, which I guess is um, Eddie Pleasant. Sure. Right For this, now. Yeah, right now. Yeah. You know, that Eddie Pleasant needs the same level of accountability and coaching as the highest paid quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. And not the same, the exact same kind, sure. of course. No, you know, each person's going to learn their each, own way, yeah, and that's person, on the coach to recognize and understand how to manage all these different personalities and roles and everything. But accountability for Eddie Pleasant begins with accountability for Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And that's what McCarthy lost. Sure. Because this is the thing, and I want to make sure that I put the right qualifiers in front of this. Okay. Because we talk a lot about player agency on this on, yeah. on this podcast. And like the players should should have a, a major say in their compensation. They should have a lot more power as labor, as workers, yeah. than they currently do. And that is all true. And also coaches are vital mm-hmm. because players need coaches. Yeah. That is a relationship that I don't think is in conflict with some of the other things I think about the NFL. And that even Aaron Rodgers at 35 years old, a first ballot Hall of Famer and probably the best quarterback in the league, he needs coaching. Yeah. You you need a coach kind of at every level, no matter how good you are Mm -hmm. at what you do. Someone needs to be there to say, you're not perfect. Here's where you can get better. Here's what I'm seeing. It's a different perspective because if you're just relying on like self-evaluation, you're not going to get it. And what we've seen from Aaron Rodgers this year is that he he's not like auto correcting like we used to see from Aaron Rodgers no. over the years. He's not going back to the fundamentals and he's not getting back on track with where he's been. I mean, the biggest issue with me watching Aaron Rodgers this year has been his kind of refusal to get back into his footwork that he had before the knee injury. And it's he's flying we talked about it last year. He flies open on every throw. I mean, he's not stepping into anything and it's all off his back foot, and that's why we're seeing him miss so much is he's never stepping into throws anymore. And a coach is supposed to be there to say, hey, here's what you're doing wrong. Here's what I'm seeing you do wrong. And there's an, This is purely anecdotal, but he walks over to the sidelines and it's like it's like people clear out four feet of space yeah. around him right now. Yeah. And there, that can't, that's never going to work. Yeah. Yeah, that, I do not, yeah, I'm not interested in like if he's the worst player on the team or the best, like you have to hold him accountable. Yeah. And and McCarthy deciding for whatever reason not to is uh, that's that's how you get fired. Yeah, that's how you lose your job mm-hmm. is if you stop holding your employees accountable. I mean, I this is pure you know pure garbage. But at the same time, uh, you know when I had a very demanding and I'm not gonna say like a boss who was a super great person, mm-hmm. but in my like 30s and some one of my last professional jobs as a baker, had a job with working for a guy who pushed me to get better probably for the first time in a, in a couple of years, just in my old profession. And yeah, I made bigger strides in, in my last year and a half as a professional baker than I had in like the three or four years previously. Yeah. Which that's, I'm I'm not Aaron Rodgers. I'm just a guy who, who knows how to make bread, but still someone Someone took someone who like had a reputation for results. That being me, I yeah. get results, and like made me better. 
yeah. by asking for more from me. Yeah. And like, that's a similar situation. Just in the fact that like, even if you assume someone's good and they know what they're doing, you can help them. And now the running game. Yeah. <laughs> how, how you get fired. Um, so let's say theoretically, Malum Setter, that you had two running backs on your sure, team. Sure, let's say it. <laughs> one of them was slow and tough and, and can move a pile up the middle. Okay. And the other one is is probably one of the top five running backs in the league right now. Wow, okay. So I have some talent and yeah. some varying uh, qualities in these running backs. What makes this top five running back so good? Well, he's he's super fast. Okay. He has, he has lightning fast footwork. Okay. His acceleration in a, a three-yard box is almost unbelievable. Okay. And he has got the body control to be able to get through very tight spaces mm-hmm. and then turn, turn small things into big things. But he's not very strong. Okay. Sure. So we seem to have one really strong running back. Yep. Uh, who's a little slow and maybe not super elusive, and then we seem to have one really good, really fast and quick running back who's elusive, but doesn't really push a pile. Yep. Okay. So, so what's the? Uh, are we ta- going to do situations? Like, what's our what's our <laughs> game plan with this this thing here? I'm 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 just kind of laying this out in that like, if you had a very short yard situation, sure, which sure. one would you want? I think I'd pick. Well, I think. I think I'd probably pick the big slow guy who who doesn't get stopped and pushes things forward. Who's strong? Yeah. Um, but I think it comes down to the play design, and I think within my play design on the short yardage play, if I'm going up the middle, if we're going to run the ball up the middle, I think I want the big slow guy. But if we're going to try and hit the edge, I don't think using the big slow guy works. I think we need to use the fast guy. Yeah, I, I think okay. you're right as well. Cool. And, and now. Like so, running back usage. And he, before we get into this, yep, uh, there is right answers to these. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there, yeah, there are. definitely are. There uh, are wrong answers. To there these, are wrong these. answers, and there are right answers. This is not. This hypothetical is not like a. Hey, anything works. You know, be creative, be cool. There are right and wrong answers here. Yeah, you, and and there are thirty, thirty-one. Are there thirty-two teams in the NFL? There certainly teams are. In the NFL. Yeah. I forget whether there's 30 or 32 because, like, the Jaguars don't matter. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) There are 31 teams in the NFL who are coached by, in some cases, complete imbeciles. Yeah. Who know this. Yeah. Yeah. It's not often you see that that kind of personnel mismanagement that uh, we saw in Arizona and the opposite of what we just described in that hypothetical situation. Uh, You don't see that proper personnel management. Proper personnel management in that hypothetical situation. Uh, You don't see mess-ups along that caliber very often in the NFL. You really don't. And you know, more so than the running back situation or just just as much so in the running back situation where you've got the wrong running back in at times or say you've got like, you know, first and first and 10 from your own 25 and all of a sudden Jamal Williams is in for two series inexplicably. Yeah. In the in the middle of the game. That's that's also baffling. The idea that this is somehow a guy who can take entire series. Yeah. He should never take entire series. No. The phrase third down running back was invented for Jamal Williams. Yeah. Um, and and that's not to say that I think I think Jamal Williams had a pretty good day yesterday. I think he did some good stuff in the pass blocking game. And yeah. I think he caught a couple good balls, one of which went for no yardage because Aaron Rodgers threw the ball behind him. Yeah, he's a good player. Um he, when he's in the right situation when he's in the game in the right situation, Jamal Williams can 
do good things. Absolutely. If you play to his strengths, his strengths are considerable. Yeah. He's got a lot of them. I mean, we even saw him. Yeah. We saw him last year before the late emergence of Aaron Jones as the sort of every down running back. Yeah. And he was very mediocre at it. But when you played to his strengths, he could become very good for a little Mm -hmm. while. Um, Now, what about blocking schemes? Sure. If you have that big power running back, you know, they're, they're essentially, I'm going to oversimplify this down to my level. Sure. But like run blocking either works on zones mm-hmm. where you, where you move to a place and then find someone to block. Yeah. Or it runs on assignments where you block the person that you, you go to the line you find a person right there and then you go towards them to block them. Yeah. And I have been absolutely furious watching the blocking assignments in front of these running backs, especially because, all right, so we've talked about your tackles. Like Dave Bakhtiari is not a strong tackle. He's a pass blocker who has great footwork and is, is very well balanced and has a lot of skills, but he's not a straight ahead strength run blocker. However, uh, next to him is Lane Taylor, who's one of the strongest human beings I've ever seen. Yeah. Next to him is Corey Lindsley, who's probably about as strong as Lane Taylor. Yeah. Next to him is either Justin McRae or Byron Bell, who are the two slowest human beings ever to live on Earth. Yeah. But they're also very, very strong. Yeah, big men. And then maybe next to him is either Brian Balaga, who's sort of like, who's kind of yeah, B minus at everything. Yeah. Or Jason Spriggs. Who's B who's, plus at everything. Yeah, just goes sort of bad. Yeah. But your, your core, yeah, your core linemen, your two guards and your center are just tailor-made to drive forward and run block. Yeah. That's, Lane Taylor is, is as good as it as I've, I've seen on the Packers. Yeah. Um, and yet you see these short yardage plays where these guys are getting up, getting out of their stances and like shuffling to the right or shuffling to the left. Like tell them to block a guy. Push someone to don't let them through yeah uh, just push them for one play please and and this sort of lack of and we talk about what this packer season is defined by it's guys not being in a position where their strengths yeah are being maximized like it doesn't it doesn't take me looking at justin mccray or byron bell like three yards past the line of scrimmage moving in space to be able to know that he's slow to know that he's maybe out of position that he he's maybe not in the best spot for him to be good. Mike McCarthy should know that intrinsically. Yeah. He should, he should be able to understand that like, like any play that puts Byron Bell in open space in the field, trying to search out and make and get on a block does not maximize the strengths of Byron Bell. Yeah, does not put Byron Bell in a good position to succeed. I mean, and that guy's a C-plus offensive tackle. Offensive guard. Uh, but yeah, yeah, offensive yeah. lineman. Offensive lineman. Right. It does, it, regardless of whatever, it doesn't matter. He's not great. He's not, not, great. Bad. He's he's not, not great. He's not great, but he's not bad. He's not he is, terrible. He, he has is, positives. He has very much lived up to exactly his billing coming in of like, you know, he's been on some teams and he started for a little while and you know. Yeah, he's above replacement level. Yeah, you know. Yeah, this kind of the read on him coming in is like, well, you know, he'll be. Yeah, he's certainly alive. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> certainly playing football. Yeah, he's certainly a football player. Yeah, um, that that kind of utilization, and it goes to, you know, take you can take any position on the field, 
and outside of positions where like the depth chart has been decimated, yeah, you can look at the. But if you look at the situations where there are the skill players, you expect it. Yeah, what I just kind of ran through is there at almost every almost level. every spot. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's outrageous that we continue that the Screaming Packer team continues to still run like a vertical ISO route style offense that's dependent on receivers being able to make reads and find open space and be on the same page communicating with Aaron Rodgers when two of them have not played NFL games before this season, when two of them are being asked to make reads that take guys three years to make. Look at Devontae Adams. It took him years to get on the same page with Aaron Rodgers. This isn't a system where rookie guys come in and succeed. And there was no attempt made to work this offense around them when Aaron Rodgers hurts his injures his knee. He now cannot move. What's the best option for this offense? We have rookie receivers and an unmobile quarterback. Potentially, maybe let's quicken things up and make it so they don't have to make reads. They just maybe. need to get to a spot. If you have a game plan going into the beginning of the year of like, okay, we have Devontae Adams who does everything. We have Geronimo Allison who is also looking to develop that same thing, but really he's a a quicker slant guy. He's got some raw speed, but he's just sort of, you know, he's average at everything. You've got Randall Cobb who's slowing down. You've got Jimmy Graham who's huge. You haven't adjusted for the fact that like half those guys are gone. One of them has a broken thumb. One of them has a broken thumb. And, you know, Randall Cobb is also like turned back in into, um, you know, Pumpkin. Yeah, Randall Cobb's about as good on the field as he is off. He's the field. toasted. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely done. toast. He's gone. After this it's year. it's a uh, it's a shame because he was a, a good good football player for many years. Yeah, and I don't want to take that away from him when I'm like being salty right at this exact sure, moment. But, but in this season, he's been injured for the last yeah. few years. He's been hurt consistently and that not lived up to the billing or his contract. He can't get open anymore. Yeah. And his hands aren't good enough to uh yeah to let him to let him fight for balls. And he's not he's not. St- savvy enough yeah he was he was better when he was fast so it goes um yeah when you substitute mvs and eq st brown for for guys who know what is going on and these are also rookies that are fourth round draft picks these were guys projects absolute projects were drafted at specifically as projects to be depth for the first first couple years and now they're in the game so how do you put them in a position to succeed? Your job as a coach, to be a successful NFL coach, is finding ways to have each individual player on your team be successful. Because if you can all be successful and fit to your strengths, then you're going to win football games. And what we saw every week, week in and week out, was a team that was unprepared and running the exact same thing that they did the week before and making no adjustments for personnel losses, making no adjustments for what has been working and what has not been working, making no adjustments as teams have adjusted to their offense, making no changes, and stubbornly stubbornly continuing on the same path week in and week out. And the places they would change were just sort of changes that continued to be bad. I'm thinking they... Aaron Rodgers ran a few more play-action bootlegs in this game because he was looking a little bit faster than he has all season. Yeah. But there was no one underneath these bootlegs. Yeah. It was just baffling. There was one in the fourth quarter 
where he's rolling out, and there is not a receiver in 15 yards of Aaron Rodgers as he's rolling to his right. And there needs to be one. Yeah. (laughs) And and that's not like, you can't like point your finger at the rookies and be like, well, you should have been where the, where you were supposed to be because like the there's play des- just no one there. The play so by design. The play is designed for Aaron Rodgers to roll out. No one's available for him to throw it on. On the scramble drills, what we saw a lot of times and even in this game they would bump up to like the all 22 and show like what the receivers were doing when Rodgers break out and scramble. These guys just stop. Like young guys don't know what to do in the scramble. Like we'd walk, like look, we'd see EQ just kind of stop his route for a few seconds. He'd finish. Rogers would break out of the pocket, be scrambling around, and EQ would just kind of stand still for a few seconds until he figured out what he should be doing. And so the design, the play design was poor on these bootlegs. But also, Aaron Rodgers not practicing meant that these young guys have never been able to figure out the scramble drill, and never worked out what are they supposed to be doing on the scramble drill because that takes years to work into. And also, you should be seeing some improvement, even on a project-wide receiver yeah. who's gotten as many snaps as guys like MBS and EQ St. Brown. That comes down to the coaching at some point as well, too, because you should be you should be at this point seeing some improvement against the Cardinals. Yeah, in the matter of like, okay, they are going to, they're not particularly good yet, but they should be at least trying. There should be moments where they run the scramble dr- drill correctly. Yeah, and there's. Just really not any. I mean, we saw it with Devontae Adams' touchdown uh, where Aaron Rodgers is making some time and dictating where he needs Devontae Adams yep. to go. But we never really saw that with EQ or uh, MVS. I mean, we'd see it with Geronimo, we, Cobb, even every once in a while would make it work. But it, <laughs> the rookie guys just haven't really progressed on that. And a lack of leadership has really allowed sort of Aaron Rodgers' worst tendencies to get completely mm-hmm. out of control at this point. Yeah. Because Aaron Rodgers loves to immediately after the play either point at some rookie who he thinks screwed up or like kind of point at himself or or like mope and kick around yeah. a little bit like um you can't blame a rookie for the fact that like you just ran a play that was not going to ever be successful. That just wasn't going yeah, to you, work. You can't just point at you, you St. Brown for you know six times a game and be like, come on, rookie. Like, that's a coach's job. Yeah. And it's also a coach's job to be able to look Aaron Rodgers in the eye and be like, hey, that's my job. Yeah. You don't need to do that. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's that's just how that's just how it works. Like, I don't I'm, I'm trying to you know, imagine a situation in which, like, you just give the keys to the car over to over to yeah. a you know a famously mer- mercurial quarterback. There's not player coaches. No, it, 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 very it, specifically for a reason. Yeah. There's not player coaches. Yep. Aaron Rodgers is a football mind, a guy who, in the most pressure situations, has created plays out of nothing. If that guy goes into coaching stomach. after his career, I'll eat my hat. Yeah, he's not going into coaching. Yeah, he, he's not going into coaching because he would not make a great coach. A coach is there to give structure and give a semblance of unity for this team, and to to build a community and to build something in that locker room. And Mike McCarthy just kind of didn't do it the last few years. Now it's it's been it's been really alarming. Joe Philbin is the head coach. Yeah of the Green Bay Packers at this point for the rest of the season. Um, I guess Joe Philbin is a guy 
with Mike McCarthy calling the plays, you know, the position of offensive coordinator has kind of been one of those things you forget about through the season. Like, who's the offensive coordinator? Yeah. Some guy with, that used to be the head coach of the Dolphins? Yuck. Um, I have no idea what his actual offensive scheme is because it seems bad, except that he never called a play. Yeah. So maybe it's good. I don't so know. Maybe he'll be better. I I don't know. Do you remember like 2013, 2014, Mike McCarthy running like full house backfields and a, mm-hmm. a, at least a small collection of trick plays? Yeah. What on earth? That used to be an, a man who would think outside the box. But Joe Philbin, he's, um, you know, just, just, we know so little about what he's done about, this year. Yeah, what we, he's done We this know year. about Joe Philbin as a coordinator from past experiences. We know about Joe Philbin as a head coach. He's not been very successful as a head coach. Uh, but as a coordinator with this team right now in his second tenure, wow, no idea what Joe Philbin's up to. No idea what Joe, Joe Philbin's thoughts are on this offense. Uh, this offense so far this year has gotten a lot more vertical than we saw it last year. Um, they're taking deeper shots, uh, but not, not with any real positive results. And I'm 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 trying to, you know, you look around at some of the the names being bandied about, for uh for for this and you know this is something I brought up earlier in the year kind of threw my hands in the air and was like um, so if you fire Mike McCarthy who do you get Josh McDaniels and like that's been the major headline of like well oh, Josh McDaniels would be right for this job do not pick another rotten apple off of Bill Belichick's coaching tree, they've never worked out because Bill Belichick's a genius and yeah. they're not really responsible with much yep. <laughs> Yeah, and particularly Josh McDaniel, who set, who set the Denver Broncos on fire. Yeah, just lit them on fire, and then also backed out of the Colts' job. Yep, that's I, not accountability. Nope, nope, that's that's completely ridiculous. Bruce Arians is sixty-seven years old. He's not coming out of coaching. Uh, for the yeah, of he is. Uh, if I were Bruce Arians, I would never leave the broadcast booth because I have been in broadcast booths. They are very comfortable. Yeah. The sidelines in Green Bay, they're cold. Yeah. They're cold. Yep. And guess what? As a head coach, you don't get to sit in the box. That little that little beret that yeah. Bruce Arians likes to wear, it, they don't come with ear flaps. Yeah, no. Can't you, wear, you can wear that in Arizona. It. You can't wear that in Green Bay. Yep. So as, as far as who they find to coach this team, no idea. And frankly, I as the host of an NFL podcast, don't know enough about the, the coaching world of the NFL Yeah, to, to have a good suggestion for you. But can I tell you what I, I don't want to think about it for another month. Yeah. I don't want to think about it until the season is over. And then we get, then we can think about it and talk about it and discuss rumors. They're not making a move until this entire NFL season is over much less. There are four more games to play in this season. I mean, the Packers season ended yesterday. Yes. But there are four more games to play. Uh, they have the Falcons at home next uh, next Sunday. I am going to most likely be on a flight when that game happens. Yeah. I'm going to be going out to uh, going out to the winter meetings, trying to find me a, a baseball good, job. Good. Uh, then the Bears on the road on the 16th. Then the Jets two days before Christmas. And then the Lions on the day before New Year's Eve. That ends up their, their season. Two more home games, two more road games. All of them... Again, like theoretically, what once were winnable games, although this team has redefined what is and is not a winnable game. Uh, I, I, I guess, I guess the question to you is, what do you want from these next four games? 
Do you want do you want to like empty out the bench? Do you want to bring up the practice squad? Do you want I because I just want to see who gives an ass, you know? Yeah, I just want to see a team that plays hard. Um, I want to see. I don't know what I want to see. I don't want sure. to. I don't want to see tanking. I don't want to see a team that tanks and brings out the practice squad guys and the depth guys because that's not worth our time. No, that's 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 not what football is. Football is not the NBA. The NFL is not reliant on getting one superstar onto your team. The differences between draft position of where this team would be at if they won three out of their last four versus if they lost three out of their last four is not a big enough change yeah, for me marginal. to be like, lose them all, please. I What I want to see is Aaron Rodgers start to make steps with his mechanics and start to be held accountable by coaching staff for mechanical issues. And I think... That also comes down to uh, the loss of Van Pelt and bringing in Frank Signetti as quarterbacks coach. Is is Aaron Rodgers loved Van Pelt last year, who's now gone. I think he's with the Niners. Um, and Signetti coming in is kind of an old McCarthy connection back to his 49ers team in 07. Um, that has not been he's not been successful over his entire career with quarterbacks. And what we've seen a continuation of here is that he's not successful even with Aaron Rodgers. Um, so what I'd like to see for the end of this year is Aaron Rodgers make steps with those mechanics, yep. quit falling onto his back feet, quit opening up when he throws. Uh, I'd like to see a team that manages personnel better on offense, uh, particularly with the running back committee. Um, and I want to see a team that tries. That would be good. Uh, when he's, I was sort of mentioning like emptying out the practice squad sort of as a, a, a real sort of almost laughable hypothetical because in a lot of cases, in a lot of positions, the practice squad's already on the Our, field. Yeah, I mean, it's, we're basically <laughs> on the backup practice squad right now. Yeah, because I was, I was I thinking... I mean, Kumaro's getting snaps. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind... I wouldn't mind at wide receiver. Like, we've kind of... We've put a lot on MBS and EQ St. Brown. Let's let's see, you know, what can yeah. Jamon Moore and Jay Kumaro well, yeah. do at this point? Yeah. When you look at the cornerbacks, like, yeah, Jair, Josh Jackson... Tony Brown, Tremont Williams. I don't know if Kevin King is going to see the field again this season. I don't think that Prashad Breland is is uh, going to see the field this season. I I certainly hope he does because he's got a contract to play for. Yeah. Um, Josh Jones is the right guy to have out there right now. Guys like Ibrahim Campbell. Uh, Campbell's played okay. Yeah, he's not been bad. No, Campbell's, Campbell's played pretty sure. well. I think they might have found a guy there. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see Antonio Morrison get a chance to play for his contract. Um, Kyler Fackrell. Is another guy who I think, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. To me, it's like when you're talking about sitting down guys. I think that at this point, you can kind of admit that, like, maybe you don't need Clay Matthews out there all yeah. the time. And and he was injured a little bit in this game. Fackrell played more snaps than Matthews at outside linebacker. So yeah, I think you're kind of starting to see that happen already. I mean, the defensive line that's happened as well. I, I don't know that you need to play Kenny Clark 58 snaps a game anymore. No, nope. nope. because uh, Montrevious Adams needs needs some NFL time to show what he yeah. can do. Tyler Lancaster, James Looney, James what? Looney. I, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm full in on the boat of let these guys get some snaps, but I I don't want to go to a full. Yeah, I don't want to bring squad. Deshaun wanna, Kaiser yeah, out there. I don't want to be no. in a preseason mode for these last four weeks. I think it's still worth the Green Bay Packers time to try and win these games. Yeah, let's not like start Lucas Patrick or anything. Yeah, no. Um, we saw Dan Vitale play uh, three snaps at running running <laughs> back. I think he played fullback uh, this this last game. 
Um, very much like Eddie Pleasant. As yeah. had I had a moment of like, who is a Dan Vital? Who is that? That's fifty-two out of fifty. Yep. I, I like it when I like it when uh, you watch every game that a team has played. You watch twelve games and four preseason games, so sixteen games in the season, and then you see a number, and you're like, who? who? Yeah. Thirty-five. Yeah. Who's Eddie Pleasant? <laughs> Why is he on that Hall of Famer? <laughs> What's what going on? <laughs> Didn't anyone tell him that was Larry Fitzgerald? Jeez, <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's burned down in a lot of ways, and I want to kind of end. I, I guess it's, I, I, it's a, it's a way to have a bit of a laugh. Sure. In sure. that, we weren't, we weren't entirely accurate with what was going to happen <laughs> this season. Yeah. When we were when we were projecting it, and that's one because we're just guys who sit in a room and talk. Yeah. And anyone who takes sports talk seriously is yeah. losing their. Yeah. You got to not do that. Don't you ever not pay attention yeah. to a single person that you're talking about sports. So I, I will tell you, I'll tell you all day long. I'm a, I'm a good sports talk guy, but you still shouldn't listen to me. Um, we really, we, we knew from the beginning, Randall Cobb was going to be cooked. Yeah. We right about Randall Cobb. Yep. We knew that Clay Matthews wasn't going to be effective this year. He yep. wasn't. We knew Nick Perry wasn't going to be effective this year. He wasn't. wasn't. Um, but we, we were almost hilariously wrong about the uh, the defensive line being like being able to get generate pressure with four. Yeah, that did not pan out, and a lot of it is that you know Mike Daniels, and Muhammad Wilkerson, Muhammad Wilkerson was on the field for four seconds. Yeah, and then was just done. And yeah, you'd almost forgotten about him at this point. Mike Daniels is unfortunately on IR, shut down for the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, and was dealing with injuries kind of all year, off and on. Yep. Um. And with the lack of success from Clay Matthews and Nick Perry meant that there was no ability yep. to get push off of uh, of an edge rusher. And now all of a sudden, because of that, you have new problems in that this is the year, I think, that guys like Perry and Daniels have transitioned from guys who are up and coming and then guys who are established to guys who are injury prone. Yeah, and on the downturn of their careers. Yep. And, and in the twilight of yeah, their careers. Yeah, that is a... That is a problem because, like, a good, healthy, productive season from both of them would have meant so much to, to the team, and also would have meant a lot for what you think of them going forwards. Because now, now they're almost coming off like, in the case of Perry, almost a year of inactivity, and in the case of Daniels, like half a season, yeah, where he wasn't able to see the field. Yeah, at cornerback, you know, we expected a lot from Kevin King, and what Kevin King is in a, the most tenuous situation. Of, of his career right now in that like he's got you got one he's one got year next, left yeah he's got next season to show that he can start 12 games yeah like I don't think that Kevin King is ever going to just be right but he's got to be on the field for yeah. more than half of the team's games next year that's 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 a career for him he's yeah. done um I was right about Aaron Jones yeah. gosh darn it yeah and uh, McCarthy decided to uh, to play him equal snaps with Jamal Williams, and run him equal carries with Jamal Williams. So and that's he, kind of been great. That's Pyrrhic. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, the uh, yeah that that running game setting up the deep passing game, it never happened because Rogers uh, busted up his knee. Yeah. And all of a sudden, can't hit a short throw, and the the running back carousel is never really established second and short, third and short, often mm-hmm. enough in the season. Yeah. And 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 also I think there was situations going on early in the year where the Green Bay Packers were kind of giving away 
what they were going to do with the play, depending on the personnel. I mean, through like the first six or seven weeks, a pass play was not run with Mercedes Lewis on the field. It was if Mercedes Lewis was on the field, if you saw 89, you knew that it was a run play. And so it was difficult to run play action where if one player was on the field, he'd give away the entire play design. Which is also just consistently baffling because, sure, you look at Mercedes Lewis, he's like, you know, an elderly man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, like, he has had multiple seasons in Jacksonville where he caught passes. Where he's he's a successful pass-catching tight end. Absolutely. He can catch, he can catch a ball. It was just... Uh, it, it seems like someone in the coaching staff decided that he wasn't going to catch passes this year. Yeah, and said, okay, you're a blocking tight end. You'll be in on all of our plays that call for blocking tight ends. Huh. That's your role on this team. And instead of self-scouting and realizing, okay, so every time that he's on the field, other teams go, oh, they're running the ball, key in on the run. Uh, the Green Bay Packers took almost half of the season to do anything with him outside of just run blocking. Yeah, uh, and it's 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 a complete misuse of a free agent signing in that if you wanted a blocking tight end, you can get one off the undrafted free agent pile. Yeah, or if you want to get 10 of them. You can get 10 of them, or you can have a lineman check in as eligible. Yeah, and like the whole idea of Mercedes wanna... Lewis is that he can catch a pass and also block. Look, if you want, look, if you want to give away that you're running the ball, just bring a lineman in because it yeah. if, if they can key on it, the other team can key on it. Having a lineman, at least he he's a good blocker. Yeah, Jason Spriggs is better at blocking than Mercedes Lewis. Yeah, that's the thing about the tight end that I really I'm glad we've moved away from sort of the tight end as a blocker because you have guys on the team who block. Yeah, you can like have the tight guy. end is a receiver. Yeah. I don't care how well he blocks. Yeah, I don't care how any well any tight end blocks. Yeah, because what's important. I think is that they're giving an effort on the block. And what we've seen from Jimmy Graham is that he's going to give an effort on the block and he's going to do his darndest to lay a block. I don't expect the tight end to be the key blocker on every single down. If they can put an effort in, they're going to make a change in the play. They're going to take somebody out of it for a little bit of time, which should be enough. You shouldn't expect your, (laughs) you shouldn't expect the tight end to be holding key blocks on a run play or on a pass design, which we saw, a few weeks ago where Jimmy Graham lines up as a tight Rogers motions Graham in onto the line and then blocks on a rush play on what was it third and five fourth and five a yep. few weeks ago and it, it, it and he got completely blown up got blown up Jimmy because Graham. he's a tight end yeah trying to block and they're going to get blown up so put an effort in yep. and use your personnel right there you go that's it I love it um, the rest of the NFL is still happening. At this point, um, the, the Bears have to start Chase Daniel, and they almost beat the Giants because the Giants are uh, abysmal. Are just absolutely abysmal. That was fun. Uh, the Cowboys beat the Saints because uh, the Saints just needed to have a bad game, apparently. Uh, the Ravens beat the Falcons. Jackson is going to be really exciting. Yeah, he's, he's going to be fun. He's having, he's having a great little situation there where they uh, they wait to bring him in until the, the end of the season get him a little seasoning on the bench, but you still know he's good enough for a rookie. You want to play him in his rookie year. Uh, Broncos beat the Bengals because the Bengals are on fire. The Rams beat the Lions because the Rams are good and the Lions are bad. Uh, the Cardinals beat the Packers. What do you know about that? Uh, the Dolphins beat the Bills because the Dolphins are better than the Bills. You heard it here first on yeah. Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Uh, the Buccaneers beat the Panthers. Uh, Jameis Winston is uh, still starting for the Buccaneers. Uh, the, uh, the Panthers... We're just absolutely rolling, and now they are six and six. 
That's uh, that's the thing that happened in the best game of the week. The Jaguars beat the Colts six to nothing on two field goals. Uh, the the uh, the Houston Texans uh, beat the Cleveland Browns, and that's uh, that's good. Deshaun Watson is awesome. I love him. Uh, the Titans beat the Jets because the Titans are better than the Jets. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Raiders because the Chiefs are better than the Raiders. Yeah. Um, unless we say about um, the Chiefs situation right now, better uh, the Patriots. <laughs> Beat the uh, beat the Vikings, uh, twenty four to ten because the Patriots are better than the Vikings. Uh, the Seahawks beat the 49ers forty three to sixteen because the blanks are better than the other blanks. And the Chargers beat the Steelers. I do not care. Yeah. That is Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Uh, the Green Bay Packers head coach Joe Philbin will have a chance to debut his uh, his new look Packers squad in uh, Week fourteen of the season next week against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. We're going to find a way to make it happen. I'm going to be in Las Vegas. I don't know if I'll be able to watch the game until later on. Okay. So um, just uh, stay with our Twitter account and our, our Facebook page. I might give you an update on when we're going to get that episode out. I might have to shout it at my computer mm-hmm. uh, like I did that time before, but something will happen. Cool. I might have to uh, might have to put it on your shoulders. I might That's have to fine. tell you to like drag someone else in yeah. this uh, studio and record a podcast. That's all right. Yeah. All I right. that. He agreed to it, folks. You heard yeah. it. Uh, so that's what's coming up next week. And we'll tell you all about it on Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Until then, we're at Cheesecagoland. I'm at MP Fleischman. He's at Melum Setter on Twitter. Follow our Facebook group. Thank you so much for being a part of Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Um, our head Cheesehead of the week. Uh, not deserving. No it's... one gets it. <laughs> no one deserves it. You lost to the Cardinals. I'm giving it to Devontae Adams. All right. Yeah, I, I'm going to give one of these out because I forgot so many times earlier yeah. in the season that now that the season is on fire, I'm going to just Catch continue. Up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's been a gasoline drinking kind of season, but yeah. uh, hey, Devontae Adams really, really, really cares. Good. And you know, I, I just, if you want something to build on, you've got this guy locked up on, on a, a good contract. Very team friendly contract. For a long time. And he got a huge paycheck and came back in better shape with more skills and so, with an even bigger chip yep, on his shoulder. Yeah. Just keep, uh, yeah, keep rolling it. If you want, if you want to, if you want to decide what this team should be like, take a good hard look at Devonte Adams and tell the rest of your team, this is the guy. Yeah. That's who you need to model your work ethic and your whole thing around. All right. If I don't stop the podcast now, we're going to go another half hour and I don't have another half hour. So, uh, so until, until next week, what to the, to, uh, to all the people out there who are sort of curled up in a ball underneath their couch, what, what should they try to do? Stay cheesy, baby. All right. 